0: Welcome to Stepping Out of the Boat with Christy Farhart, a podcast where we talk about going scared into the things of life God calls us into. Whether that means being a wife or a mom, cuz let's face it, mom and ain't easy, or if that means stepping out into missions or ministry. Here together we're going to explore what that means to go and go scared. Hey y'all, here it is, Tuesday, March, something. Like, I don't even know. When you combine time change with jet lag, it equals very tired. So, uh, last week I was in Africa. Um, It was a great, great, great trip. We did a medical mission trip. We saw 680 people in three days. And so, I just wanted to walk you through a little bit about the mission trips that we take Because people always have questions. And so, usually when I get back, people ask me all kinds of questions. However, guess what question I have gotten most on this trip? Yup, you guessed it. Did Africa have the coronavirus and is there any threat to the team? Now, you probably don't want my opinion on that because I think the media um, overplays everything when it comes to certain things. However, Africa does not have the coronavirus. There's no cases of the coronavirus in Africa. As a matter of fact, I was very shocked coming home at the lack of um, things in place to kind of test for that or anything like that. Now on the way to Africa, we had our temperature taken. Um, You know, we had the scan done when we got into Africa. And then on the way out, we actually had our temperature taken again until we got to the United States, and then things were a little different. However, short-term mission trips. There is a lot of good in short-term mission trips, but there's also a lot of bad, and so I just want to compare and contrast um, some things that are good, some things that are bad. Now, I will tell you the MICA 6-8 project, one of the number one things we strive to do is sustainability, and so we don't want any time we go somewhere on a short-term mission trip or any time we go to Ghana on a short-term mission trip to, to hinder the work that we do for sustainability. And so there are a lot of rules that um, the MICA 6-8 board has put in place that kind of protects us and protects the Ghanaians against anything that could come against um, our work there and sustaining our work there. Um, For instance, um, a few of the rules are you are not to exchange your contact information with anybody in Ghana. You cannot give them your phone number, your address, your Facebook profile, that kind of stuff for a number of reasons because it safeguards you and it safeguards Ghanaians because um, it's a different culture and so there's a lot of things that could happen. They could end up asking you for things and money and put you in a bad place or Somebody else could get a hold of their information and compromise um, the person that you're trying to talk to, as well as yourself. Um, another thing is that we do not allow um, money or gifts to be given out. We will take letters and cards to our kids that are sponsored, but it's really not fair that if we take um, gifts to just one or two people, that there's you know two hundred and some more kids that aren't getting anything, and so that's something we've kind of had to adjust over the years, and I can honestly say I've been guilty of that, because when I go see Sammy, I want to love on him the best way that I can, and sometimes that is taking things to him, but I have learned um, that it's not fair, and what is really given out of good intentions and a good heart isn't always received well by other people, and it's not fair. It's just point blank, it's not fair. And I have been the biggest culprit of that. And so I have had to really take a step back and realize that, you know, just being there and giving Sammy my love is enough. And so a few other things, short-term mission trips that um, can hinder work is, you know, a lot of times we're not going to build. We're not going to paint. We're not going to do things. We're more going for a vision trip or a a relational trip you know the medical mission trip is work it is hard hard work however on other team trips um, we don't do building projects because we want to sustain the economy in Ghana and what better way to sustain the economy but to hire Ghanaians to do it themselves you know teach a man to fish and he will fish that that kind of um, thing the theory in essence works You know, if if we're constantly going in as Americans and bringing people to build and paint and do all these other things, how is that teaching sustainability to people in Ghana? It's not. And so over the years, we've learned that we just hire that work out because it gives them an income. It gives them a purpose. You know, it's not saying that it doesn't give us a purpose because our purpose is very well received when we're there. However, it's more important to me to create and sustain an income In Ghana, because those people need it a lot more than we do. When you think the average person makes less than $2 a day, you know, it's worth it for us to come in and pay the people to do that. And they are so thankful and they're so grateful. And it it says a lot to teach somebody to build or teach somebody to do things because then they're learning a new skill or trade that they can use later on in life. So it's a lot of information in a little time, but I just wanted to kind of walk you through What we do, you know, when we go, like, for instance, this medical mission trip, we get a lot of donations ahead of time. You know, we're constantly asking for things like toothbrushes and toothpaste and washcloths and soap to pack hygiene packs. And we packed um, over 500, close to 600 hygiene packs in country. We set up an assembly line there and get them all packed that way. Whenever people that are seen in the medical clinic, when they go to the pharmacy... Whether or not they get medicine, they all get something. So in turn, they get the hygiene pack. Um, we're also asking for donations of money for medicines a lot. Because, for instance, we took, um, we ordered from a place called Blessings International. And they specialize in medical mission trips and ongoing clinics in other countries. And we spent 20, almost $2,600 just in medicine alone. And there is a difference. You know, There, there is medicine in Africa. However, it's not the quality of medicine that we can take. And so, for instance, if you have somebody that comes and they have a infection, you know, they could be going to get a prescription at the pharmacy that's never going to work for them. Whereas if we give them an antibiotic that we bring, it will knock it right out. So there's a lot of variables when you're thinking about... Um, Short-term mission trips, the best effective way to reach people when you go because you're only there, if you think about it, you're only in country five to seven days. And so it's important that in those five to seven days, you're getting, what is that saying that says the most money for your whatever it is. You know, we want to make sure when we're there, we're doing all we can in those five to seven days to be effective. We don't want to do anything that's going to hinder anybody or any work. And so we want to make sure when we're there that it's not a competition with somebody else. You know, we're getting ready to open this medical clinic. And that was one thing that Melissa kept saying is that, you know, we want to work in conjunction with the local hospital and the local clinic because it's not about being in a competition with somebody, but it's about coming in to help them. How can we help them be better and how can they help us be better? And so we're so excited about this medical clinic. It is huge. I didn't realize it was as big as what it was until I saw it in person um, last week. So we're really excited about that. And we're really excited about, you know, the primary school. We have almost 300 kids. The junior high school, you know, it will be up and running or sorry, not up and running. It should be all up and built in six months. That's my goal. Um, So we're, we're just grateful to God. It's amazing to me that when you just say a little yes, what he does with it. And it is all God. It's not me. It's not the board. It's allowing him to do the work that he wants to do in country. And, you know, we're crossing not only racial barriers, but religion too. You know, there's a lot of different religions that are coming in, for instance, on this medical mission trip. You know, one of the things that is most special about our medical mission trips is every time a patient is in a clinic room, they get prayed for in the name of Jesus. And we ask them, you know, they're always, we always ask, can we pray for you? And I remember, I think it was Shanda, maybe um, this time that she had asked somebody if she could pray for them. And they said, yeah, but I pray to Allah. And she said, Something to along the lines of, well, today I'm going to pray, pray for you in the name of Jesus. And they allow it. Um, so any you don't know what little bit of seed is going to be planted by just a small prayer with somebody that's coming into the medical clinic. You know, our prayer is always that those seeds will take root and that root will go deep. And that God will do something to change a culture that is mainly Muslim a lot of witch doctors and different stuff. You know, we're wanting to see God do a work in Yeji that nobody else can do. And nobody can point to anybody else but say, that is done all by God's power. And so we we are so thankful for everybody that has prayed for us, everybody that donated for us for this trip. And um, we can't wait to see what happens on our next trip and um, what's going to happen with this junior high school. So until next time, I'll see you guys later.